Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. What is up, New Brunswick? Who's ready to get this shit started? Here we go. It's time for a mental health podcast. What's going on, guys? And welcome back to the podcast, Life's Wreck, where I, your host, Kyle Moore, with my flowing locks, greasy mop, and the voice in my head, uh, talk yep. about the world of mental health with special guests uh, and and our, ourselves, I guess you could say. Um, thanks for rating your review. Wow. All right. Off to a hot start. That's a, as good a start as any. We don't really we don't really expect much from you. Yeah. No, It's uh, it's been a long couple of days. Uh, you know, thanks for rating and reviewing the podcast, though, on your favorite podcasting platform. Uh, and if you haven't already and you screenshot the fact that you did and you send it to the LifeStark Instagram account, uh, you know, you'll wake up tomorrow with perfect skin. I don't I don't make the rules. Uh, that's just it's just yeah, how it works. God you don't make the rules. Yeah, can you imagine what life would be like if you were if you were running things? Oh, I just wanted to tell you, I, I think oh, you're hold the best. It right there. I think you're no, the I best. I really do. I think that you're just the greatest. That means so much coming oh, from you. You're no, the, you're stop the best. No, no, you are. You're the best. No. no. Come on. Oh, so flattering. No, you're the no, best. I hate I, I wish I had that jawline. <laughs> yeah, better than it would look like if you were calling all the shots. Hi, my name's Kyle and I hate myself. Wow, that's crazy. I hate myself too. This is such a great first date. Isn't, isn't that kind of how your dates go now? <laughs> okay. Hey, guys. I appreciate you coming back to the podcast. Uh, continue to support the work that we're doing here. And, uh, you know, with that in mind, the fact that you guys continue to support this podcast. Yeah, for uh, some reason. Yeah. Well, it started to really make me think about about entrepreneurship and startups and building something and the relationship with mental health. Um, I know I've really learned a lot about how building something can take attacks on your mental health. Seeing that firsthand, you know, I know with me, there have been a lot of uh, a lot of long nights and early mornings about trying to get the podcast out. The the feeling of if I don't get the podcast out, that you know people are going to, you know, people are going to kind of bash me for it, or or they're not going to think that I'm taking this as seriously. There's that 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 self doubt um, and that expectation and that looking for external validation. We've talked about validation uh, before on the podcast. 
Um, and so with that in mind this week, I thought it would be cool to elaborate on this conversation with a friend of mine who's an entrepreneur. This week's guest is my friend Aaron O'Halloran, an Atlantic Canadian entrepreneur and winner of the National Grand Prize for the 2017 Breakthrough Competition, which is hosted by the New Brunswick Innovation Foundation. It, you know, it netted her over $300,000 in uh, startup capital, you know, not a big deal. In our conversation, we talk about her incredible startup, Noopy, which is a virtual gift giving platform. It allows you to send gifts to your loved ones and see their reaction in real time. Uh, you know, we talk about handling expectations, self-doubt, and finding life balance, something that I definitely uh, took from this conversation and, and need to implement into my own life sometimes. So without further ado, without any more rambling, Aaron, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Um, honestly, everything's pretty good. And the reason for that is like, I just got back to Halifax from New Brunswick, just because like, you know, the border started opening up. And all my friends, they're back in Halifax now, too, since school has started. So I'm doing well. Just happy. Enjoying the last little bit of summer. Not too busy? Uh, I'm insanely busy, actually. <laughs> Just like I work at an accounting firm, so everyone's kind of in crisis mode since COVID. They're just trying to figure out, like, their cash flow and... I'm really, really busy. Yeah, how, how have you been finding balancing that with the stuff that you've got going on in your own uh, personal and professional life? Like busy, crazy at work and crazy with everything else. Um, it's been difficult, honestly. I used to also be doing like courses while working and newbie because I'm in the CPA PEP. So essentially work as an accountant and you're taking courses and tests over two years to like become the to write the CP which will let you become this a CPA mm -hmm. and so I decided to take courses off until February just okay. to give myself a break to focus more on startup life just because like the startup I do is called Noopy mm -hmm. and it has to do with gifting it's sending people gifts and seeing their reaction so right now during COVID that's kind of perfect since you can't go see people so Absolutely. we're really trying to push and get that out there now What's that looking like right now? Like, how's, how is the startup life? How's that all going? Um, so we're pretty much done our app. I think I've recoded the app like five different times. It's a long journey. But yeah, we're pretty much done. We finally like reduced it to a very simplified version. And we're going to test it with people here soon. Nice. Yeah. That must be exciting, especially with the holiday season coming up and everything like that. Like I can imagine that, uh, does that, do you feel like that kind of like added pressure because of the time of year and because this is kind of like, it seems like prime newbie time? Yeah. I think what added pressure, I actually just have business friends and they're on top of me lately. They're mm. like, when are you actually going to do this? And I'm like, I'm trying. Yeah. So I actually put on our website, like a deadline for people to sign up so we could test the app. And I missed the deadline. So that sucked. I had to email, I think like 30 people saying, hey, sorry, due to like technical difficulties, we haven't reached our milestone to test with people. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, setting milestones like that though really gets you to actually get stuff done. Yeah, yeah. Can you, uh, for, for people who, who don't know what Noopy is, can you kind of give a quick background about how long you've been working on it, um, you know, kind of where the idea came from, what it is, and why you wanted to just do it in the first place? You want the whole long I story? As much of the story as I can possibly get. Okay, okay. Well, so it started when I was in university at UPEI, University of Prince Edward Island. I was taking business, and there's not a lot of, like, parties that go on there, to be honest, so I had a lot of free time, 
And I kind of just got in the mode of, I wanted to like think of a hundred ideas because I really wanted something to pursue. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not sure why. I think I just started reading like business books. So that kind of like inspires you to try to do something. So I was in my third year university, I started writing down like an idea a day, goal 100. And I got to around 70 when I thought of Newbie. And basically how that came about, I used to give people like links to stuff I bought them when I was like in front of them, just Mm -hmm. to see their reaction to what I got them. Cause I couldn't wait for it to like mail. So I do that. And so then I just wrote down that like as an idea, like instant gifting and seeing people's reactions. So yeah, that started in, that was 2016. And I wrote it down, the idea, just like sketched it out, made a little business plan, nothing like too concrete. And my first instinct was like, okay, I got to get funding to start this because I had no idea like how to even like code an app or go about it at all. It's not common around here. Like no. it's just not, especially from like a small town, like there's not any app developers I think in our hometown no not and that's the thing is uh, that's why I was so curious to kind of like understand where this drive came from like where this all like started because obviously growing up in St. Stephen with 5,000 people like it's not like there's a ton of people you know doing media or or coding or anything like that so super unique for sure do you know the movie the social network absolutely Okay, so I think I saw- I'm a 21-year-old man. I know The Social Network. Okay, okay, because that's like one of my all-time favorite movies, and I think that's why I wanted to do something in the tech world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's why it started. And then, so we're looking for funding. Me and my sister are actually working on it together because she's an architect, so she has a lot of like design software, so she can make stuff look really cool. And I was just, I didn't even know anything about funding at this point. I was applying to like even like bank loans, every startup accelerator I saw. And I messaged uh, NBIF, the New Brunswick Innovation Foundation. And it's out of Fredericton, New Brunswick. And I just messaged them like my business plan. I said, hey, like we're looking for funding. I don't even think I knew at this point how much I needed or anything. Mm-hmm. And they mentioned um, a startup competition that they were holding. I think it's the deadline was in September. 2016 so you just had to do like a two-page summary of your idea so we did that we submitted it not thinking anything of it and then I think it was in November we found out we made like the first cut nice but like I didn't even I didn't even know what that like really meant because this is like I may have been studying business but you don't really have that practical experience with it at all right so I actually we had to do like boot camps over I think it was like six months and after you did a boot camp, there would be a cut and they like reduce people up until a final pitch. The first boot camp I didn't even go to, I sent my older sister to, and she has like no experience in business. So it's funny for her to like see my world, I guess. And so I think it started off with a hundred people and they reduced it to seven for the finalist. Wow. Like seven teams. And we were in the national category. So that meant like out of Canada. It was the first year they did that. And I was living in PEI, so that's why I was like, consider that. And we had to do like a final pitch in front of a panel of five judges, which was really scary because it's it was like a 30-minute pitch. Wow. So it was like, yeah, it was 20 minutes actual pitching and then 10 minute like questions. Mm. And the questions is like the worst part. <laughs> like, oh, for sure. 
you, you just like don't know how to go about anything. So you have these experts that know everything asking how you're going to do it. And you're like, I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, so that happened. And I think this was like February, we did our final pitch. And then you found out in March, uh, if you won or not. Wow. So then we went to the event ceremony and you had to do like a final pitch in front of everyone before you found out if you won or not, just to like, kind of showcase your idea just in case to like network with more people mm. and that was in front of like 600 people that was horrible for me <laughs> like that was like very nerve-wracking um I I remember I didn't like eat all day I was so scared and I had like all my family coming and like my boyfriend at the time his family came too and so it was just scary but yeah we ended up winning so after that I worked on the idea for two years without another job and that's where the mental health was not the greatest to mm -hmm. be honest and yeah after all of this like you know saying that your mental health took a bit of a dive during those two years when uh you were solely focused on newbie what was it about the that time that was so difficult that put you in a tough spot so i went from being like in university where it's very structured mm -hmm. and so you have assignments you have due dates you have class you have constant interactions with people and then I was pumped after, you know, getting money that you could actually work on the idea by yourself and yeah, you're your own boss. But the problem with that is like, it was just me and my sister, she wasn't like in the same area as me. So we weren't like sitting in an office working together all the time. So you have to like hold yourself accountable to like put in the hours. And then there is this culture of like, for startups, you're not working eight hours a day, you know, like they're like, no, you have to work all day until you go to sleep and so I was trying that for a long time and it was just difficult because I felt like too a lot of it wasn't in my control because it's app development like I didn't know how to make an app at all and I just kind of like the first thing I did which was like a huge mistake is I just hired someone to do it <clears throat> and I barely like even interviewed them I was I just went on I can't think of the website's name right now but it just had a bunch of like app developers freelancers right. stuff like that and I posted what we were doing. And I think there was like 50 people that applied and one guy just, he sent a video of our initial, like with our logo, like moving between screens. And I was like, whoa, like he knows how to <laughs> yeah. code. But the thing is though, like that's literally nothing. Like I learned how to do that. I started coding last year. I learned to do that in like 10 minutes. So yeah, that was bad. Mm. And yeah. So I just wish I didn't do that. I'm getting off topic. What were we even like talking about? No, the, the, that's the thing about the podcast. Just <laughs> honestly, wherever you go with it, just, yeah. just keep, I was just asking like why the, why the two years was such a difficult time. Yeah. So it was definitely like, it was working alone, not knowing what to really do. There's no structure yeah. in the star world. There's no like right or wrong path. Like it's not, if you do this, you're going to be a success. It's like, no, it's usually just like a bunch of little experiments and then people find something weird that works for them. Mm -hmm. and so you're constantly looking for that but also I just like I just didn't feel in control at all because I just didn't know how long it would take for an app to be developed and we I don't know like we kept adding different features to to the app so that was just like adding time and making it longer and then people are constantly like when are you launching and I was like I don't know <laughs> like I really don't and then yeah I got to a point where I actually just took my idea to like software advisors because okay. I was just why is this taking so long 
and they like I explained the concept and they're like yeah that should have been completed in a month max and so wow yeah Yeah, so I was like wow I made some really bad hiring choices and that sucked yeah so after that that was like I kid you not it was like two years of that just like the back and forth like you talk to an app developer not my current one I love my current one (laughs) just throwing that out there uh, we're a team and it's great, but like the ones I hired and they weren't really part of the team. I think they just kept like saying, oh, it's going to be another week. It's going to be another month. And it really shouldn't have been. So that sucked. Right. And then when you don't have a product, like how are you supposed to know how to like market it to people or right. even do little tests? Like, how am I going to get people in the app? Cause I didn't have anything to show them. I was I literally like a design, but we'll have it soon. Hmm. I was going to say, like, I can definitely imagine that the, the knowing that it's, it's, it's kind of coming to completion uh, to like the, to the launch must be uh must be a pretty good feeling after, after everything that uh, you've obviously been through over the past couple of years. Yeah. I've definitely changed my mindset regarding like a launch though, too. Cause I think there's like, there is this huge culture of like, people just always ask you when you're launching and hmm. your mindset shouldn't be that it should be like, okay, like we're building like the minimum viable product, which mm-hmm. is just like the simplest version of your app. It's not great at all. It's ugly. And you just test it with people and get feedback to know what to add. Mm-hmm. And the reason why that's difficult though, because when I think of a launch, it's like you want to like advertise it to everyone. So they download it and there's this huge rush. Mm-hmm. But the problem with that is like when you're just building something that's so simple, that needs a million tweaks, you don't want to brag about it. Mm-hmm. Like the version that's coming out now I like it because we put a lot of thought and work into it and we understand it from a startup perspective, but it's not something that I'm like, this is the coolest thing ever. I want everyone to see this. Like, I'm still like, like yeah. <laughs> I've been working on this three years and this is all I have to show. So that sucks, but yeah. that's apparently the right path that yeah. I should have took three years ago. Mm-hmm. Is it, would you say like, something that is definitely a huge part of kind of like that startup culture is like that validation from external sources kind of getting that like hey good job that that work that you put in was was worth it or is that something that like a mentality that you maybe saw or that doesn't apply to you like how does that kind of play a role in the whole startup culture so i i feel like with newbie what kind of sucked but it was all like when we won that startup competition it like everyone knew about it from our hometown Mm-hmm. So they instantly like assumed that I had this great idea that I was going to launch right away. So they were compliment me constantly about that. They're like, it's so cool. And I was just like, it's literally a piece of paper. Like there's mm-hmm. nothing else. So it's hard. Like it's nice when people like compliment your idea, but at the same time, it's so like disheartening when they're like, when are you going to launch? And it's like, it's been over like two years and you're just yeah. like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So. And then you get that. And I can imagine you get that kind of like rush of people like have that pressure to like owe it to somebody, which I, which especially, and trust me, I know from like life's a wreck and, and the podcast and everything like that. Once you start feeling like you owe somebody something, even though you don't, it's, it can definitely like really hinder your, your appreciation for like what you're doing, like your appreciation yeah. for like what you love. Yeah. I, it's hard to like stay motivated for that long too. And yeah, that's absolutely part of like it ties into like the mental health aspect. So it's like, you're constantly working on something and there's this, there's like a massive dip in everything you do. That's worth it. Right. Mm -hmm. Like you start off, you're super, super excited about it. You get all the compliments. People are like, you're great. And then you start to realize, Oh, what I'm doing might not be that feasible. And then it's like, 
kind of like pivoting constantly. And at the end of the day, I still don't know if this startup will work. It's the first thing I'm pursuing, you know? And I feel like that people expect me to succeed with it. And it's like, I don't even know if it'll happen. Mm -hmm. So that sucks. And it's hard to quit the first thing you're doing, especially when you haven't even given it a fair go, but. Totally. I think, I think it's definitely a little bit of like that small town mindset as well. Like you get, especially in like a, in a, I don't, St. Stephen is one of those towns where it's like so, so traditionally small town that like, it's so stereotypical small town. And it's like, anytime you do something that's like slightly out of the norm and it seems even like remotely successful, it's like, everyone's just like, oh my God, like, here it is. You're the next thing. Like this is, we've never seen something like this before. And you're just like, yeah, but like, this is going to take a lot of time. I know. And that was like, even, and I always, I keep relating it to starting the podcast, even though they're, they're very different things, but like, because of people, like how people received the podcast originally, I was like, I'm going to have this thing monetized in like a month. And now a year and a a couple of weeks into it, I'm like, I'm still like, yeah, this is going to take another couple of years before it actually hits possibly. And people just kind of like, they're like, oh, well, it it tapers off. Like, no, no, no. It's just like, it's just how it actually works. It's true. And like, I think when I started Noopy, I also thought it would be like an instant success. Like you go rapidly, you have this like fantasy. You're like, I'm going to have a great business. Everyone's going to love it. I'm going to make all this money. And then like, you're three years later and you're just like okay I've learned a lot I think mm-hmm. I know what we have to do it's not <laughs> it's not beautiful at all yeah people just it's hard if you haven't started something you have no idea what you don't know mm-hmm. and, and everyone just assumes that you should have something ready in a month like there's even like a million quotes on social media they're like entrepreneur and entrepreneur the difference is like in a month you'll have a business and if you're an entrepreneur you won't it's like mm-hmm. no <laughs> that's not true at all maybe right. if you develop like 100 businesses you know exactly what to do and there's like mm. a standard but when it comes to like introducing like a podcast or a new app idea there isn't really like a path you can follow like there's probably a standard path for podcasts but what you're doing is unique you know so mm. you have to like alter it a bit yeah for sure I, I I just had a laugh when you're like you build this idea in your head because it's so true you're like yeah. you put it out there and you're just like boom there it is like I, I I'm done I'm finished like where like when do I start getting the awards and everything like yeah. that like I, I definitely struggled with kind of like building up this this grandiose idea in my head about like how big this would be yeah. and I remember that it was kind of tough when I really saw that like oh shit this isn't just like a you know, start the podcast and boom, you're the biggest name in podcasting. It's like, oh shit, like I've got to like actually put in years of my life if I want to like actually make a go of this. And it was definitely one of those things where like, it's it's a wake up call. And sometimes it, I found it was kind of almost like a rude wake up call. Like it was hard to bite the bullet and be like, okay, like this isn't going to be as glamorous and and whatever as I thought. Was there ever a period in your life and, and with Noopy that you kind of had that similar kind of like, oh my God, like that reality check kind of thing? Uh, yeah, every day. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, I find every day I like, I'll write out a huge plan. I'm like, this is what I'm going to accomplish. And then you start it and you realize there's like 10 other steps you got to do to finish one thing. Right. It just, just takes forever. And I keep trying to remind myself though, like the reason I'm doing this idea is like initially it's something I actually really wanted to use. Mm-hmm. So I'm like at the end of the day, even if this takes like five years, I'll have a way to give to people. <laughs> and that's the only way I'm going to give to people. Right. Yeah, <laughs> so, absolutely. Yeah. But no, I did not put three years of my life into this not to use it. No, exactly. It's really, really hard because like, I don't know. 
it's nice when friends still like check in and ask like how's it going but you mm-hmm. you do feel like a failure when you're just like not a lot of progress yeah <laughs> but at the same time like you get it i get it that it's like that it's going to take a while mm-hmm. it's hard to explain that to them and i mean i think that that's why talking about it's so important because it's like you want to show people who are going to get into this kind of stuff that like like have them kind of like learn from your mistakes I feel like it's kind of like that older sibling mentality of like you kind of have to like show show the way a little bit and yeah I think that like I I mean personally from what I've seen on social media um regarding entrepreneurship and you kind of talked about it a little bit of like that you have to grind 20 hours a day and sleep for four and that kind of stuff like especially from a mental health perspective like I bought in so heavily to that side of building something like when when Life's Direct first came out it was very much like oh, like I've got to be dedicating if I'm not at school and if I'm not, you know, wherever, like doing something else, it's like, I have to be working on this and I have to make sacrifices and I have to like go without meals because I got to stay in my workflow and all that kind of stuff. And, and I just think that there's like, I think it's kind of weird. Yeah. I don't even know how to really put it into words. It's just kind of like strange why that exists, like why that idea exists for young entrepreneurs and people who are starting up. Yeah. I don't really get it either because it's like the one profession they're like you gotta work until you die (laughs) like to get it to go and it's like um why like everything else is like standardized and like I don't know I don't like that I've definitely done that just like works like crazy and I find it's not that productive Mm. because what happens is like you fixate on one thing like for instance like a launch you're like I gotta launch blah 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 and like you just never reach it because there's so many other things going on that you're not even aware of. So I find like each day I try to take a step back and ask myself, okay, like, am I getting to the points that I want to get to? And then I change the plan every day. So you need to take a step back and just look at what you're doing. Mm-hmm. How do you, is there anything that you do to like take a step back? Cause I know like some people like whether like they read or they go for runs or, or whatever, you know, is there anything when you're, when you're in that locked in work mode that you're like, okay, I'm, I'm kind of feeling this getting a little bit unhealthy. I'm going to take a break. Like, is there any, what is that in your life that, that helps you kind of just chill? My step back, this isn't like really chilling, but like what I'll do, I'll fixate on something so hard. And then like, I kind of, you get it like a gut instinct. You're like, this probably isn't going to work. And mm. so then I just start like researching into it. And oddly, that's what calms me. Cause it's like the step back to really look at what I'm doing, if it makes sense. Right. And so I do that, but yeah, I don't know why the culture's like that in the startup world. I think it's probably because like, it's hard to stay so motivated for so long. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're trying to make it. So it's like, you got to work so hard and then it'll just happen. And it's like, it's not realistic to work mm-hmm. constantly and be that motivated constantly. Like, I just, I don't know why it's like that. Yeah. Yeah. Why, I mean, why did you want to, I'm curious, why did you want to go into, into entrepreneurship? Like, why did you want to take this, this route, especially like how we both grew up? Like it didn't seem like it was one of those things that was like super present. I'm just curious what kind of drew you to it and when you were introduced to it and stuff. Yeah, that's very true. Like, I don't think I've had a talk with anybody from our hometown, but like, let's do a startup. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it was just my dad's and he does like a bunch of business. Okay. So I've always been like introduced to that as a kid and a young age and that's kind of why I went into business and university mm-hmm. and then I think it was honestly a lot to do with that movie I just thought it was like the social network like it's the coolest yeah. thing ever to like come up with an idea and it's also just it's super exciting to like find something you actually want to work hard at mm-hmm. even though it's draining sometimes if you overdo it but 
yeah, so I think that's why I just thought it'd be cool to have like a tech company. <laughs> and so I Absolutely. decided to pursue it, but it's so complicated. It's not that I'm discouraged at all, but yeah, I don't know. They like, I'm the type of person that I have to like mess up to mm. learn. Like, I don't really take people's advice, which is horrible maybe yeah. for like a startup world. I don't know. Cause like, I just remember people would lecture me and they're like, okay, like don't hire right away. Mm. Like I was warned about that. They're like, find people you vibe with, like network with them and ask if they would like do like vesting shares. Like they'll work with you over a set period of time and you can pay them once in a while, but not like a full-time salary just to, cause you want the person you're working with to also be invested in the idea, especially mm. in the early stages. So stuff like that. I just, yeah, it's hard. I'm on a tangent again. No, that's, that's what this podcast is, is just a tangent after tangent after tangent. So don't, uh, don't worry about it. Um, I do, I am curious, kind of like, you know, you, you went into, you said like the two years was tough, uh, as you were growing and everything like that. Like, is is there anything that you do now that like you do as kind of like a preventative thing so that you're like, I don't want to get back to that spot. Yeah. So basically it's weird. Like I was, I was so productive working on the startup idea while I was in university and I didn't know why I was just like why am I like so good at this and like getting stuff done and then I had two years just to work on the startup and I felt like I was getting nothing done mm. and so I kind of clued in that like I'm the type of person that I just work better when I'm super busy mm, so okay. having like I have a full-time job now and that kind of helps me because I'm like okay I have like three hours to really focus and get stuff done mm. so that's kind of what I do and also I always write down when I start working on Noopy and when I end, because I kind of look at that, like, if I'm like, okay, I put in five hours today on coding. Mm-hmm. I look at that. If a friend's like, Hey, do you want to hang out? I'm like, okay, I can. Cause I feel like I did something, but if you don't track how much time you're actually putting into like your side hustle, for me, it's like, you think you're doing a lot more than you actually are Okay. And that's bad or yeah. So like that could drain you. You could just be like, holy frig, I've been working on this all day. And then you time yourself and you're like, no, it's been 30 minutes. I actually did work. Totally. Yeah. 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 So like I do stuff like that, just like tracking myself better and breaking tax up really like for social media, because we're really looking into like a social media strategy, like on Instagram right now before the launch, if you go to the page right now, it is blank and it's, that's for a reason. But <laughs> I kind of like, I'm guessing. yeah, yeah. Oh Yeah. But I just kind of broke it down to like take an hour each day to work on social media. Like the first day I'll get the post ready. The next day I'll spend an hour on just like captions and like hashtags that would like extend the reach. And then the third day I'll like look out to like similar pages that we can mention or tag or follow to like get more engagement. So stuff like that, you just got to break it down and you got to set a time limit for it's just too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would you say is your, your favorite part of what you're doing right now? Um, I think it's like talking to other people that are doing similar things because it's neat to, you kind of, you get this like ultimate high from startups. Like you get it. You have a podcast. It's, it's just like a hope or like a better future for yourself almost like that. You're going to be like an owner of like a big company, stuff like that. So I just love, I'll go out for like a drink with someone who's like doing a startup and we'll just talk about ideas and how we're going to like grow them. And I find when you do that, they'll often say like something that just changes your perspective completely and puts you on a better path. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the things I wish 
I did during those two years, I was very like alone. I did one startup accelerator, I believe it was for two months and it was in Fredericton, New Brunswick. So I'd drive, I think it was every Monday and I'd stay there for two nights and it went from like 8 a.m. till 5 p.m. and just like was with like a bunch of founders and we'd work on ideas and like that's just so valuable because you get out of your head and you can actually talk about what's going on yeah kind of like this podcast but oh hey yeah so I just yeah that's the thing that gets me the most excited is like talking about pe- talking to people about ideas and just getting their feedback and but that's also like the scariest thing mm. when you have a startup because especially when it's a new idea you're just like I don't want people to think it's stupid yeah and I've definitely had that like our early stages people didn't understand it they're like oh so are you sending like a physical gift and I'm like well you can it just is gonna arrive later and they're like well why would I do that and I'm just like it's the instant reaction that you're after yeah but also it's like could be for last minute gifting like it doesn't really matter but Mm -hmm. you gotta realize that sometimes the people you're talking to they're not your customer so yeah yeah it's so funny you say that because I know I, I had a conversation with a uh with uh, a friend of mine, like they were kind of like more of like an acquaintance type thing. Yeah. And um, at, at the time we later became, became pretty good friends. But when I first met them, I kind of told them about the podcast and they were like, Oh, they're like, Oh, that's really cool. Like, you know, do you have like people, a lot of people listen to it? And I was like, well, like not, not a ton, but you know, whatever. And uh, they were like, yeah, like, I don't really believe in mental health. I think it's kind of like a sham. I was like, Oh, interesting. Like, yeah. okay. And then, and it was actually kind of one of those days where I was like, Oh, like not every single person I talk to is going to be like super like on board with the whole mental health thing and like, you know, work on yourself and better and blah, 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 blah. So it's definitely, it's definitely a learning curve to understand that like your product is just another product to some people. Yeah. It's which not- can definitely, which can definitely be a humbling experience for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's also something like, I just wish I could change. I wish I socialized more in those two years. I wish I just was like more open about it. But Mm -hmm. I think it's as you age too. Like you get to a point in your life where you care less about what people think and you just want to pursue your passions. So yeah, I'm not afraid to talk about it now. (laughs) I I have no idea what's going on. I think we're going to have a test soon, but we'll see. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's the thing is it's like you only like, you can only do so much to kind of like, appease people's perception of what you're doing and that yeah. kind of stuff it's like I know what I'm on the right road like you know it's like I'm I'm confident that what I'm doing is the right yes. thing right now I'm following a path that, that I'm seeing is working for me regardless if it pays off tomorrow or if it pays off in like five years yeah. like you know just kind of like staying the course is important but people who aren't of a, like an entrepreneurial and startup mindset it, that can definitely be tough because it's like they want that instant gratification yeah exactly and so it's hard because it is draining to talk to people about your idea when like explaining it all to them and they just don't get it and they just they don't really care I think they just want to know if like you're making money yeah (laughs) honestly like there's the bottom line yeah and I don't know I don't know why people are like that it's like actually I'm pretty much dead broke but I'm having fun I don't know (laughs) what to say about that it's like it might work out in five years yeah exactly you never know yeah yeah it's an interesting it's fun to talk about and that's why I love the podcast like I mean that's this is what this has been for me is an opportunity to connect with a bunch of different people and talk about uh something that I care about and I always say that like if this podcast is anything it's for myself just as much as I put it out for anybody else like it's an opportunity for me just to kind of like 
build skills, develop, you know, relationships with people, network, while also like dealing with some of my own mental health issues. So I, I definitely think like once you start, and this is just what I've seen in my own experience and my limited experience, um, is that like once you start kind of like working for yourself, uh, you're not like doing it for anybody else, yeah. then you definitely start to see a lot more like, I, I found a lot more comfortable workflow and a lot more like comfortable schedule once I was just kind of like, I don't need to do this to to make anybody like happy or proud of me or like, oh, like look at, you know, Kyle doing this cool thing. It's just like, I'm just happy doing it kind of thing. Yeah, it's weird because that's always how it starts off. I find like with um, startups or any idea, like you are just doing it for yourself. Mm-hmm. But then like when you start telling people about it it almost does feel like you're doing it to like not impress people but just to like rush it to like you have something that you can be like proud of just talk about and then once you get over that you're just like no I'm doing this for me it's something I'm like interested in coding so I want to learn it anyway so why not just do it yeah but yeah I really I get when people are like just stay quiet about what you're doing Uh yeah leave leave the Instagram page blank and they'll never know yeah but at the same time, it's a hard balance because I also feel like the best thing ever is to talk to people that are like-minded with you. So it's it's hard to navigate that. Yeah, it's a tricky, like, what would you say are like the biggest hurdles that you're kind of facing right now with uh, where you're at? So right now, um, it wouldn't be app development, honestly, because the guy I'm working with now, he's amazing. And like, I do all the front end developing. So basically anything you see that's visual or moves, that's me. And he does like all the back end. So he's just like an expert and make sure like users data is saved, gifts are sent, stuff like that. Um, the hardest thing though right now, I, it's like the go-to-market strategy because you have all these like great ideas. Like I always like Google, like how did like Uber start? Hmm. And do you know how they started? I don't. Okay, I thought it was, like, kind of cool what they did. So, like, at events, they would give out free ride tickets for people leaving. So, people would call an Uber. They have the app downloaded. They needed a cab to get home because they were probably drinking at the event. And then they went straight home. And then after that, they wouldn't call cabs anymore. They'd use Uber. So, little techniques like that. So, I keep thinking, I'm like, how can I do something similar to that? Mm. And the problem with that, though, is, like, that's once they already know it's, like, established. So, like trying to find like a go-to market strategy when you're Googling everything, it's literally, you see like people's best one. You yeah. don't see all their like mistakes or like the things they frigged up. So I have a bunch of ideas that I want to test and I can test them very, very soon, but it's like, I have no idea if it'll work. Mm-hmm. So it may, might take, I don't know, a hundred different little tweaks and maybe it will. We'll see yeah. though. I, I, I don't want, I'm never going to try to put words in your mouth. Like, for me it's like i love that like i the creativity side of it is like just so like just fun it's like you kind of feel like a kid again when they're just like hey here's a puzzle and you're like okay i get to like solve this and try to like figure this out so it's it's just like you i find a lot of enjoyment in that side of it for sure yeah the concept that like i'm exploring tonight hopefully if i get in my three hours (laughs) i still have more work to do so we just want to get people to give each other gifts right that's Mm -hmm. our whole concept So we're thinking that right now, like at bars, you go and you can't socialize with anyone. Right. So I think there would be a way that like everyone can enter their phone number somewhere either on our website or app and you can send like a beer to someone and then they can send it to the next person. It's almost like, you know, Tim's you drive through, pay it forward. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We would probably pay for the first one or first 10 to get it going. But then that way you're sending people gifts that are at the bar with you, you don't know who, and you get to see their reaction. 
Mm. So I kind of want to try that. And I don't even know that makes sense. That's kind of, I kind of like that. It's kind of cool. But like, I just, I don't know. I miss talking to strangers. So I'm like, maybe that would work. Mm. I don't know. I'm going to test it. Yeah. Yeah. And why not? Like, that's the thing. It's like, why not just take like a bunch of shots in the dark and and see what, like throw them out of the wall, see what sticks kind of thing. My thing though, like I'm always like, is there like one piece I'm missing that doesn't make sense? I would make the difference of that concept Mm -hmm. working. So I definitely like, I get in my head, I'll plan out a whole situation. Like I can picture it all, how it happened. And then I overthink it. And then, yeah. So I got to start doing less thinking. Yeah. Trust me, you're preaching to the choir. I have a whole podcast about it. Yeah. Um, I, I do want to, well, obviously I want to let you get back to your, uh, to your busy night. Uh, let you, uh, let you, uh, plan sending beers to people. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what size all the fun stuff (laughs) yeah (laughs) um so i i kind of want to first of all i kind of want to know like what are your your goals like coming up so first of all like how can people get involved with nuki right now how can they kind of help during this like where you guys are at right now and uh and what are your goals for the next uh next little bit i would say to like get involved just follow us on Instagram would be the best thing because we're going to be posting there very soon just about updates and or our website you can like enter your email we'll update you as stuff goes our next goal though like we want to take the version that should be completed potentially tonight if I finish mm-hmm. the designs mm-hmm. and we want to test it with those like 30 people that signed up beforehand and it's literally the simplest version it's literally you're sending a gift to someone and they're sending their photo back that's it. There's nothing else. Like there's no like message them. Thank you or anything like that. Right. And we just want to do that and ask people like, what would you add? Do you like the concept of, for instance, like the beer thing? Do you mm-hmm. think you would send gift cards that way? Cause that's like our next move is we want to get a bunch of stores in Halifax to sell gift cards on our app nice. just because, you know, like they need it first of all, and it, it help us helps them it's a great, great way to gift too. You just send someone like a $25 gift card. You see the reaction. Totally. It's in the moment. So that's like our next milestone to get like revenue going. And mm-hmm. then also just figure out like our go-to market strategy, really. Mm-hmm. Like we're trying to get product market fit and that's literally all you got to do is I say literally a million times. I'm so sorry. No, don't worry. I say, um, and you know, <laughs> like when I'm editing the podcast, <laughs> it's nuts. So it's all good. We're trying to find like product market fit, which is just people like your product. It satisfies a good market and they start recommending it to people without you having to pay them to do so. So that's Mm. what I'm trying to focus on. And you got to keep doing that by putting your product out there and getting feedback and stuff like that. Mm. So that's like the next goal. Cause we got like a seed round of investment. So you are supposed to, pretty much like start building a team, have a little product to test with people and have like more of a go-to market strategy. And then you have to start getting like revenue. And then to get to series A, they usually want to see like almost like a million in revenue wow. over a year with like 10% growth. So that is <laughs> one of the goals. I mean. <laughs> but yeah, to get there, that's, that's the thing. You got to find product market fit first. Right. Yeah. What I love about, uh, and, and just kind of like when you were talking there, what I love so much about Nupi and just like the idea of it is like, I remember when I was a kid and like you would get 
a present and your mom would be like okay now like write a card to like aunt linda and like yeah. tell her how much you care yeah. and like just being able to be like oh my god couldn't i just have like sent aunt linda a picture of me smiling and being like yeah. excited about it like how much easier would that have be yeah. and especially in a world that's like so built on on convenience i just yeah. think that it's like yeah, it's kind of like the modern day sending that card to your aunt and you know, yeah, I, just, I just found it kind of like, yeah, kind of funny. Um, I had to do that too. Like as a kid, always on Christmas, I'd have to call all my relatives up and exactly. it was always scary because like, I don't know, I still don't like phone calls to be honest. No. No, they're horrible. I'd rather do like a Zoom call. Mm-hmm. Way easier. Yeah. Like I, if you can actually like look at the person and like have a conversation, it's a lot easier than just like sitting there staring at the ceiling and just being like, hey, grandma. Yeah. yeah thanks for the uh and then you like look around you're like oh shit what was it again like thanks for yeah. the t-shirt I think yeah that's true I would always forget too what they said <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> my mom would just but, hand me the phone and be like okay now thank them and you're like uh, for what Nuts. yeah but that, that's the idea and like we even explored you know how you can like order someone flowers they show up and you don't really see the final arrangement yeah this was actually my friend's idea she said that when they drop off the flowers the person that dropped them should send like a newbie gift to the receiver so they can see the image and send the thank you back to the person who actually send them nice. like there'd be a way to like connect that yeah. and so there's little things like that i want to try and then my friends now it's funny like when i buy them a gift they'll send their reaction photo because <laughs> like i think it's to like motivate me and it's so cute and i love it and yeah i love it hey supportive friends that's great yeah um, at the end of every episode, uh, and, and I want to start winding down a little bit, at the end of every episode, um, I like to give out a challenge to the listeners, um, just something that they're able to implement into whether it's just like their daily life or their their just life in general, um, that, that could kind of help them deal with just just life in general. And it can be whether from it's your own experience, uh, entrepreneurship angle, or, or literally anything. If there is something that in your life you found that really helps you kind of like, just live a happier, healthier life, like, is there anything that you would challenge the people who are listening to this podcast to do uh, that you think might might just kind of help them out? Yeah, I think there's probably a few things. The first is just like, being honest with people when they ask about your idea just say you know I don't really know what I'm gonna do yeah and they don't either so like it's not a big deal and then I think also just like writing down when you're working and just like turning everything off work really focused for that hour stop and once you do stop like stop thinking about it mm-hmm. because I find I just I think about it forever so they t- by the time I like get to work on it I'm already drained mm. so I'm trying to do that more and just yeah write how long you want to spend time doing it put in your hours and then after that just know it's okay to go and socialize and have a good time like you shouldn't I really don't think you should be working (laughs) all day and sleep four hours like that's just it's crazy like if you can do that great but I don't know I don't think that's healthy yeah speaking from experience I definitely wasn't as uh as sharp on four hours of sleep no you're irritable it's horrible get sleep that's a good tip yeah that, that could be the challenge itself just sleep. yeah I would recommend that to everyone nice all right well I uh I really appreciate you taking the time and uh I'm excited to uh I'm excited to see the uh the launch uh it's gonna be uh it's gonna be pretty cool the testing not the launch sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah yeah the testing the testing 
Guys, I want to give a massive shout out to Erin for coming on the podcast today uh, and just sharing her experience with entrepreneurship uh, and some relationships to the the mental health side of it all. Um, wow, great guest. Just uh, got to switch the host up and we're, we're perfect. You know, I really, something that she said that I really, you know, listening back to it, like I really connected with was the idea of, of looking back. Um, you know, you get so invested, you get so caught up in the immediate moment. You know, you, you sit there and sometimes it's easy to lose sight of everything that you've done and everything that's brought you to the point that you're at. Um, and I think I need to do that more as well with the podcast. Uh, I don't think that I, I look back nearly enough and, and kind of take in just, just how much the podcast has been um, a waste of time. Perhaps I, I was going to say grown. It's a bit hurtful. Well, you know, it's what I'm here for. But what Aaron said really resonated with me, and I hope it resonated with you guys too. If you guys want to connect with Aaron, you can do that on social media. Um, check her out on Instagram at Aaron.O'Halloran, uh, or you can check out uh, the app at NewPApp. Uh, the page is, is still currently blank, but you can check out www.NewPApp.com uh, and get updates on uh, on everything that's going on with NewPi. It's really an incredible app. Aaron has such an incredible, bright future. I cannot wait to see what she does, uh, and uh, I hope that she continues to to go on and inspire the next generation of entrepreneur, especially here uh, on the East Coast. Um, and, uh, you know, while you're while you're there, while you're on the social medias, uh, you know, go check out the podcast as well. It's at Life's Direct Podcast. Super easy. You know, just type that in. It'll pop right up. And then if you want to go follow me, I, mean, I wouldn't. You don't have to. Don't feel obligated. I mean, you know, I, I wouldn't I, blame you. I would. It's at Morsey with three Ys. M-O-R-Z-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-